Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. Is it my turn? Anybody. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Kiempo. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. Stand by me, my parabatron. The movie this week was Save the Green Planet from 2003, otherwise known as, uh, let me, let me, can you read this? This is Jigure, Oh, I don't know. My parents not that good. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Directed by Jun Huan Yang, right? Jun Huan Yang. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I'm gonna murder these. Uh, starring Ha Kyun Shin as Lee Byung Yun Shik Baek. As, oh God! Should I just stop? <laughs> look it up on IMDb. There, that's all I'm looking at. I'm looking at IMDb. No, I'm telling the listener. Like, oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. What Sarah said. What did you say? Young Min Hong. Young Min Hong. Young Min Hong as like Sunni. 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 Yeah, Young Lee. Anyways, there's there's a lot of pretty good stuff in there. Although I don't actually recognize any of them, but uh, I I don't have as much experience in Korean movies as I would like to. I should get on that. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> next on my list, right after uh, Fireball making with Aaron. He really wanted to go to the park and just print, you know our practice our Kamehamehas come come out cool. Fireball. That's not Korean. That's <laughs> really, not Korean. I'm offended. It still is. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, <laughs> wait, did you just make a Japanese reference? Yeah, that's that's Korean? what that. No, well, that's that's what Aaron's always doing. He's always doing the Dragon Ball Zs, and I know it's not the same thing. I don't know. He's right. a super fan. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. He's a Vegeta. I'm a Vegeta. He's a vegetable? <laughs> He's a chicken fajita. <laughs> chicken fajita. I hang out with those Krillins, man. Krillin <laughs> like Krillin. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> so I got Campo back on here to talk about this movie because that was her pick. And we're all... Uh, we, we've been putting it off for a couple weeks because it was a particularly... Difficult movie to locate. We had to go into the far reaches of the same town we live in, into a video store that we never ventured into because, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? It, let, let's. Even though I want to get into the movie, how do you guys feel about the concept of video stores in this era now? Well, I think the one video store I used to frequent uh, closed down in Fillmore. Fillmore Video. And I don't think I've ever been to another video store. Well, I mean, I have been to Salzer's uh, video store, but yeah, no, I, I felt that that was kind of like a closed chapter, you know, when when uh, when Steve passed away. 
There was no real point to go to another video store, I think. I kind of miss the idea of going to a video shop and you'd watch things that you wouldn't normally because you'd just see it there and you'd see the cover. Like, oh, well, I'll have to check this one out. Mm -hmm. There isn't so much like for that now. It just seems like everyone, you have to look it up or you have to actually hear about it. Like, I kind of also miss that at the movies where you'd find out about a lot of really nice movies. And go to the, I guess video rental was like be the first one to have foreign films. And um, yeah, that's mostly where I got all my anime collection. Then when DVDs came out, oh, I made out like abandoned. <laughs> they tried to get rid of all the VHSs. I like got all like a whole box for free <laughs> of like mostly Slayers. But there was yeah. also a social aspect too. Yeah. Like you went over there and you could kind of socialize them and be like, oh, is this movie good? Have you seen it yet? But, or maybe that's just me. Well, yeah, no, I agree. And watching movies used to be more social, too. Like, you'd rent a movie, and it would be, like, the one copy in town or whatever. And you'd say, hey, we're watching that movie. And your friends would come over and watch it because they didn't have any other means to watch it by. You know, it wasn't like they could just go on Amazon or whatever and download it. It was, it was, uh... Yeah, the, the, the concept... Getting together, yeah. Yeah, the concept of streaming a movie would be a scientific, sci- a science fiction, you know, like idea. What do you mean I can go in my house and go to a box and I can watch whatever I want without putting a VHS tape in? You're crazy. <laughs> oh, many things have, like, a way more happier reason. Like, mine was, like, there was no one around, so you had to get the video, so that way there was something you can do, because people can't come over, kind of a thing. That sucks. But, um... Yeah, I didn't watch it with friends, either. I just... Okay. <laughs> but, um, Whatever the family had. Yeah. Exactly. The best part was going to the Laserdisc section with my dad as a kid. They have no fancy laser discs around here, but your your dad liked to have the new stuff, huh? Well, it was new at the time. Yeah, it yeah. was the eighties. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually had like a home theater, like there's uh, a screen that would come down from the ceiling, and he'd have a giant projector that would have like so I'd watch Demolition Tank Police on this giant screen, and this room that was just meant for movies, but it wasn't. I guess it was social. That's cool. But, uh, yeah. Well, I I did feel sad when the blockbuster that was on Victoria closed down because... It's all the blockbusters. <laughs> well, that one in particular, I feel like I um, spent a lot of time in... There were a lot of video stores that went out of business. Um, kind of felt like they imploded, like, at the end of Poltergeist. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because I don't really remember seeing any of the stores, even the physical stores of what used to be Blockbusters or Video Time or what was another one? Hollywood Video. Hollywood Video. And there was the one on Main Street, too. That I mean, not what was that one we used to go to that was that's now like a iPhone fixed place? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a... He had a comic book store in the back of his place for a little bit, too, didn't he? Yeah. I think the last movie I've ever... Uh, rented, well, not really rented. I uh, went to a video store for was uh, Enchanted. Mm, I had to get that. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Mm-hmm. It was 
Yeah. Well, you can put this on your list as uh, having to rent it, even though I had to go rent it. But you know, now, now we had we had a physical copy of a DVD in our hand. I mean, that's that's crazy. The only time I get physical copies of DVDs or Blu-rays anymore, so that I can put them on the shelf and never actually watch them. <laughs> it was really cool, actually, going in there because it it brought back all these childhood memories for me that I didn't really remember. I I uh, used to go into Ventura sometimes with my parents so that they could rent movies or whatever and they have this little i'm talking about in ventura there's a uh, salzer's there's always been like salzer's video on one side and salzer's records on the other side yeah and um the video store actually has this really cool little playground that's been there forever yeah. and i went over to the playground when we checked out this <laughs> dvd and I tried to walk on the springboard, and it was really fun. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, it's a super dangerous uh, playground toys that you wouldn't see it's anywhere because... Right. No, I'm not I'm not saying that as like a, a diss on it. I'm saying that the reason... Like, this is what we grew up with as kids, you know? Just you don't see wooden, it anymore. Yeah. Splintered yeah. And, and, planks yeah, of exactly. wood <laughs> with horrible, like, and sticking out bolts. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah said she was, she was thinking of taking her nephew over there, and I was like, we could just give him a splinter at home. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really think that it's cool that that stuff is still there, and they're yeah. probably only allowed... Because it's a business and they aren't advertising it as a playground. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. you're going to a video store if you just so happen to want to. For anybody listening to this, you should check it out. Yeah, Salzer's Sol <laughs> video. Go to Salzer's, rent a video, and play on the playground. It's kind of like mm -hmm. the Empire Records like video stores there. It's very like cool and hip, and it has a lot of uh, selections to rent from. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. It's it's also that whole social. Yeah. aspect of it too and it's two stories they have a lot of genres there a music store is kind of the same where it's just two stories although the top one's more hippied but <laughs> yeah they have like our cool architectural features in both buildings oh yeah and the i've seen because i follow them on facebook they share these pictures of like salzer's mercantile back when it was like an old, old building, and they... It's like a barn, wasn't it, first? I don't know. My mom said, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, a, a barn that was in it just with CDs. <laughs> Not CDs, just records upon records. That's cool. But I don't know <laughs> if that's a good. barn. I imagine it Sounds somebody. like a dream come true. Put <laughs> all these records into our barn. <laughs> you can get oh, your chicken oh, eggs. Oh, I get... was thinking we could sell records on the side. Get madness! Madness! Get your bale of hay, get your chicken eggs, and, you know... You're disturbing the cows. <laughs> Your new Eagles record <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, those old-time Eagles records. <laughs> Next week, we should all go to Salzer's together and just experience what would occur if we, like, physically saw movies there yeah. and picked them out or whatever. We should dress completely 80s just for the occasion. <laughs> Do we sound really old saying this? <laughs> I mean, in, 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 in the age of the internet, we are really old. <laughs> if you're old enough to remember uh, CompuServe or Earthlink, then you're Earthlink. <laughs> Floppy disks. I mean, we're not that bad. We we weren't on message boards or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it could be worse. Joel, Joel, did you ever have a Net Zero account? 
Did you ever net zero? No, because in Fillmore, it would be impossible to get on it. I mean, there was the, you had to have a slightly faster connection than it was possible to have in Fillmore, for, for God's sake, even to have that free internet. Now, my parents were shilling out money for AOL. We may as well have been on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's so dry. I, I don't know how my dad did it, but we had net zero. That's so awesome. Like, your dad was a scientist, right? He probably he built his own internet. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, okay. Let's. <laughs> Who wants to synopsize the movie? Um, I guess I'll start with it. Um, Give it a couple of bullet points here. I, I, yeah, I, if I feel like if we go into the entire, you know, like step by step of the movie. I mean, it's it's well, kind of confusing. I have to explain anyways, Korean right? cinema first a little bit. Yeah, if you want difference. to, absolutely. Like, um, if you're not familiar with Korean cinema, like this movie might take you back a bit. There is um, a thing about Korean humor where they like to have mixed tragedy with humor, and they blend it so well. So um, much like uh, what was it? The host is tragically funny. There's a lot of tragically funny movies, like uh, also Spring Breeze and whatnot. This one is kind of, it's a blurred, I would say it's science fiction, <laughs> but it's kind of a blurred genre of this movie because it seems like it blends a science fiction with kind of a dark comedy, but it's also like very much like, I guess the heart of it's really a drama, would you say? Mm -hmm. um, there is... A lot. There's not a lot of blood in it, but I would say that this is a movie that definitely has a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say gory, but definitely bloody scenes in it. Yeah, it's violent. Extreme. It's violent. Yeah, yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it's extreme. I've seen some pretty extreme Korean films that I wish I could take out of my mind. But well, except for Old Boy, that one was really bad. I but that, I'm kind of glad I watched that one, even though it was really horrific <laughs> but uh <laughs> let's see <laughs> Basic this movie was funnier than old boy <laughs> <laughs> a little bit <laughs> a little bit would you say dark comedy then i um i guess oh god yeah like i said it's you can't really pin it too much like even the trailer for it says it doesn't even know what exactly the genre is <laughs> but it's mostly i would say just by the content of what's going on in it, I get, yeah, sci-fi. <laughs> this was one of my favorites because it's very stylized. It has a lot of grit to it. It has what a lot of gritty movies have where it's mostly like green and red, like filter to it. It's basically about, should I even say what it's about? No, yeah, yeah. Just, just give a, just give a, a very vast. Okay. So there's um, the main character and he thinks that the world is going to be invaded by aliens. And uh, so he kidnaps people and tries to get them to talk through torturous ways. And some of this is kind of comedical. And some of these are where you're just biting your nail trying to see how or where this is going. Because it has complete switches ups and downs where you don't know who to root for at a lot of parts of it. It has a... Really cool style. It's uh, I like the soundtrack. It's very is pretty interesting. But I mean, if you don't like somewhere over the rainbow, this might drive you nuts. <laughs> um, uh, there, like, not to give away anything, but to say uh, there isn't really 
a bad guy. There isn't really a good guy. Everyone's just kind of in this situation and everyone kind of has this weird side. It has a lot of references to other sci-fi movies in it. There's a lot of comedic parts in it. There's one that I'm going to give away and it's where a detective goes to check out what used to be an old bathhouse turned into, I guess, a torture chamber lab. And the main character uh, has, I guess, what would you call that, a bee farm or a bee? He has an apiary. Yeah, an apiary? Mm-hmm. And he's feeding the bees. The main character and the detective figures some big plot points out. And in the main character's defense, he throws some uh, beef, I guess, honey or sugar, not sugar water, some sort of, I guess it's honey or something. And there's a scene where the detective trying to go from the bees, he shoots a gun. And every shot of the gun, you see one bee fall (laughs) to the ground. Mm. But uh, (laughs) it's pretty funny, but... I thought it was pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, there is some CG in it, but I think that it actually works really good for the film. It's not, like, overly cartoony. It's meant to be kind of unrealistic. It's meant to be kind of out there. I'm very used to a lot of Korean cinema, so uh, I'm very used to the humor, like I said, but I'd actually like to know how, Joel, how you took this since you said that you're not very familiar with Korean cinema. <laughs> I've seen Old Boy. <laughs> That's a movie. I've seen some other Korean movies too. I don't know. You know, I, there's been kind of a Korean blow up in the last uh, decade or so where, uh, you know, they have people like uh, Park Chan Wook and uh, uh, other, other, other directors from the country who have just like on the scene. Uh, in the film world, everyone talking about their favorite one, and this one's super gory, but it's also really good, and this one's a classic, and you have to see, and then Spike Lee remakes Old Boy, and everybody forgets. Or uh, Also, the bad habit of bringing over those directors to make American movies, <laughs> like... Uh, you know, Snow- I-, I enjoy Snowpiercer. I think that's another oh, South-, South Korean director, but... Yeah, it's, it's a South Korean film that has, was it, it's a based Chris off Evans. of a French, was it novel? Yeah, French comic French book. French novel with uh, American and maybe Brit actors. I don't know about yeah, all American, the rest of the people. British and then uh, that, uh, a couple of Korean actors too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's actually, I think the girl from uh, I'm a Cyborg But It's Okay was one of the girls. But I could be wrong. It's actually been, I think my mind tried to erase <laughs> no piercer, <laughs> so I could be completely wrong on that. Yeah. But, um, I could I could go on for hours about that train. <laughs> I could go on for hours. We went on a train right after seeing that movie, by the way. Ride or, or negative train ride. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> well, let's stick to the different movie. movie different movie. <laughs> yeah, different maybe movie. it'll come up on the show. Oh, it I is hope a not. science fiction fantasy movie. I hope not. Oh, if you're gonna tear it apart, I want to be here so I can punch you. <laughs> Uh, Stoker is another one that's uh, that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, that is an American movie. But it's directed by one of the South Korean directors. And then there's that Arnold Schwarzenegger one by what? the guy who did the, the good, the bad, and the weird. Sure. Yeah. You don't know about that one? No. Which, uh, is it? that the zombie one? No, 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 no. That's Maggie. Uh, this one is uh, – he's he's like a small town Texas sheriff. And they're like running a caravan through his uh, – somebody escapes and they're running the caravan. It's got Johnny Knoxville in it. 
I what? I never you, even you never even heard of this. Man. You should watch it. You're probably gonna hate it, but you should watch it anyways <laughs> because I actually had pretty low expectations and I enjoyed it. Cool, but uh, yeah. So I know I I really like the style, the Korean style, because it's not anything you really see in the U.S. You can't really uh, the the B scene you were talking about yeah. specifically. That is a scene that mixes thrilling parts with humor parts with abject horror yeah. because of what happens to this poor police officer. And it's like we you your temperature goes from, you know, like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen to like, ah, that's really funny. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened kind of thing. It's like And then ew. Yeah. <laughs> can't really figure out what the sine wave is going on there. But like I can't think of any American movie that really does that. And I, I maybe if I You'd have to lean heavily into like the 1980s, 90s horror movies, and that's not the same thing because the idea of humor in those is like for a sense of relief from your your uh, the situation where you're being pursued by a monster or a killer or whatever. And this, it's like no, no, no. You know, even though these things are kind of freaky and scary, there there's a lot of humor in any of these situations. You just got to look at it the right way. Mm -hmm. And since you can't see it, this is what the camera's doing. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say a lot of the expressions sometimes, if it's just a horrifying thing, just the way I think a lot of Korean cinema, it's the expressions of the characters that also make it so funny in like the worst situations of what's going on in the screen as well but uh i don't know it's just yeah i what do you think aaron what did you think about it um you know i was uh while you guys were talking i was i was trying to think of any sort of western film that i could even relate to to this film and um i kind of came up with like like a, it's it's like if someone had taken the Matthew McConaughey film Frailty and taken like mm. elements of Fight Club and just mashed them together with a little bit of and then sprinkled a oh, bunch of sci-fi on it. That's a good call, especially on Fight Club. That That's a movie that does kind of ring in the like terrifying element with the humor of the situation. Yeah. With also having this like message behind it. I mean, the <laughs> Fight Club's message is not difficult to see. A lot of people, for some reason, get it wrong. This movie's message was hit over. <laughs> you got hit over the head with it. <laughs> well, that's why I said. That's why I said it felt like a, a mixture of frailty, oh, yeah. frailty with Fight Club. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that was that was. It was just. It just popped into my head while you guys were talking because I was trying to think. Well, because you were talking about Korean cinema, and I was thinking, well, what is this? What can I even relate this to? And those are the two films that I felt got mashed together, kind of yeah, in goal. a way. It's like I think Kurtz have really mastered the whole hilarious tragedy <laughs> like scenes, like in uh, the host when they think that was it the little Oof. girl died. They think, and there's a scene where they're at a funeral, and it's just showing them grieving, but they keep grieving harder and harder and louder and then more dramatic. And then just like to the point of where they're all hugging each other and kicking their legs, screaming on the floor to the point of where people have to drag them out of this like area where people are trying to grieve because it just goes like way too dramatic. And there's just something like really funny and sad about it, but you can't help but laugh. 
That is such a great Korean <laughs> film, too. The host. That, sounds, that yeah, one's pretty great. amazing. A bit more dated uh, CG, mm. but I would, I, I mm. still like it. Yeah. Sarah, you didn't tell us what you thought. Well, I have really mixed feelings about this movie. I really liked it, and I thought in a way that it was really unique, but I also had this other feeling like it was kind of like almost like taunting or something, like almost mocking reality. Like, <laughs> yeah. look at all this crazy oh, stuff man. happening in the world. <laughs> yeah, but it sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and we're all stuck here. And and I had this in the beginning when they first started off with the whole premise of this guy saying, "I'm gonna kidnap this alien who's a CEO of a company or whatever." Oh yeah, he said that he's a Andromeda. <laughs> yeah, an Andromeda. Andromeda. When they first started off with that, I liked the lo-fi garbage bag outfits that they yeah. made for themselves. <laughs> kind of quirky really, looking. Yeah, quirky. Low budget, um, think they're going to save the world outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I started to kind of get invested in the ideas initially. And I still think that the acting was, like, really good throughout and the story was interesting. But somewhere along the way, I got a little bit sidetracked, just me personally. I think I I think I started to feel like I would just not want to be in the situation. Like, that was, like, overwhelming for me. Yeah. And And then I felt like it was kind of, like, mocking people feeling that way too like i don't want to be in this situation it's horrible it's a tragedy but you're stuck mm -hmm. and even though this isn't your reality it kind of is like yeah. because it's kind of mocking reality <laughs> like i don't know i just yeah felt... like i see what you mean but i <laughs> but like once again that funny tragedy thing that a lot of cream cinema has I, I think Sarah's spot on. The, yeah. the movie totally mocks reality. It's, you know, everything you believe is a lie, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a thing. But that lie is totally a real <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. Like, there, yeah, like, um, it is kind of, but I think that was, I know that it was on purpose to do that. But I think without that feeling, I don't think it would have so much power when you see some of these characters go through the situations. And for me, it's, like it switches so fast from oh I, I think that guy's an ass and then he seemed like oh I feel so bad for him and like you know what that guy kind of you know kind of an ass <laughs> well, that guy, which one the, the, some, there's some parts where you first get to know the guy who gets kidnapped the CEO and you're like right. oh that guy's an asshole yeah and then you feel bad for him but then you're like oh well the person who's torturing him I kind of feel bad for him you know, that's kind of sad. Well, lo logic would dictate that that dude's not an alien. Like, that guy's just crazy. He's popping pills. Look at this guy. Oh, yeah. he, he's not even he's not even aware of reality. Like, Tyler Durden, what? Huh? Well, like, you know? there is some scenes of where he stole, like, I guess, um, what was it? Spoiled, I guess, basically meth. <laughs> and he's popping him. So sometimes you see certain things that he thinks is real, like, in his own mind, but at the same time, it's kind of like, maybe he's right, maybe he's not, but you don't really 
get too clear and it's there's a lot of there's a scene in it where he talks about you know the whole andromeda thing and talks about he keeps taking pieces from other movies and talking about them i think there was someone else that said like oh you didn't you know that's i see you've been watching too much movies and he says like don't you know these are all based on real events that happened Every time they went up, like, visually, yeah, I wondered if that was supposed to just be, like, his head. Like, if it was supposed to be, like, in the library of his mind or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you mean? Like, when he was explaining, like, relativity or whatever to him. Oh, you mean, like, everything was fast-forwarding, like, going the picture to picture and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, well, we, we kind of established that that would be... Something to be expected, because there's a scene where he's having a fight scene, a full-on flying-through-the-air kung fu-style fight scene with somebody else in the middle of the street, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, he's kicking that guy's butt. That guy doesn't stand a chance. And then it's not. It's not actually happening. It turns out it was, although we're not, the only way it's indicated that this didn't actually happen is the fact that we see him not dressed up in his fancy alien fighting gear and talking to the person that he was just beating up. So that kind of sets a precedent that maybe whenever anything seems too fantastical, that it's just in this guy's head. There's also, there's a lot of tragedy in this movie. I'm not going to lie. There's some really sad backstory to to the main character that... Um, there's a lot of environmental stuff in this too, and questioning of humanity and how our um, society works. There's a lot of that, and about is if aliens are the ones that are enemies, or if it's humanity that's its own enemy, and whether or not it's so much that human life on Earth is more important than the actual life of the planet itself. So there's also that thrown into there. <laughs> I was going to ask you because I did notice some political stuff. Oh yeah. And you were saying there was a there was a big incident that happened oh, maybe in the like, 80s. In the 80s I think there was I don't know all the particulars particulars about it. I just like barely learned about um some just from um some documents talking about there was a big Right, or something happened in the eighties. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend that I know anything about South oh, yeah. Korea or what <laughs> happened, but I got the impression that it was almost like um, there was this message of the good guys and the bad guys, mm-hmm. but neither, like you were saying, neither one was really good or bad. Yeah. And I almost saw that being, I mean, I have no point of reference based in what actually happened historically, but it made me wonder if this filmmaker was trying to illustrate the powers that be in government or police or whatever Mm -hmm. being painted as a bad guy when they were the, you know, ones on top versus the underdog. and that they're all tied in this, like, twisted, unfortunate reality that they're, like, basically they're all trapped together. Yeah. And they're, just, and they're all just doing their job or whatever. So I really, what I got from it was that it's, they said in the movie that it's basically humans are the only ones, only animal, like, on Earth that take pleasure in hurting their own speed. Well, I mean, that's actually not true, but, you know, um... <laughs> 
I know dolphins like doing that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, it talks about not so much the whole good and evil. It's just like the human race is destroying itself and building itself up and destroying itself again. And it's not changing. It's not looking at what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And if they don't try and figure out a way to like not destroy everything in the world with them, then that's a life worth saving. So if the aliens were there to destroy the earth, what exactly are they saving when everyone keeps treating each other so horrifically and Mm -hmm. bad? And it gets this big part where it just shows actual, like, real clips of Nazis just doing horrific things in camps, um, just showing people with, like, arms getting, like, blown off, showing actual footage of, like, wars and stuff, talking about, like, this is what humanity is doing to itself, like, how, you know, look at what you guys are doing, and you think that we're the threat, <laughs> kind of a thing. So it has a lot of stuff like that, and also some, I think, environmental things, talking about, like, the Earth is alive, you know, itself, so that was, I think, a really important part of the movie. How did you find this movie? Did a friend show it to you, or did you just find it yourself? Oh, there was, I just remember there was a lot of talk about it. And it was going for, like, the Sundance, all these film festivals, and everyone was talking about it. I don't remember exactly who or what, but mm-hmm. it was there was a lot of talk about it. And um, I, I don't remember exactly how I got the VHS or what. It was just, like, we all got together, a bunch of, like, people, and we watched it. Like, this was um, maybe, like, the beginning of, like, college, maybe, or maybe not. But a bunch of your friends got together? Uh, it was... I know some people I knew that, yeah, we got together and we watched it. And uh, it was pretty intense. We all, like, loved it. Because when you think about when it was made, there wasn't really a lot like that. There isn't anything. Yeah, like... It, it was very, like, interesting. The directing was awesome. The music and atmosphere was great. Um, The message in it was really cool. You have really great acting. The costuming on, like, I really like. I'm surprised I don't see a lot of cosplayers as some of the main characters. There's a really great, I think, character design. Is uh, There's a girl. It was uh, Sunyi, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of this muscular, kind of very athletic. Like, not what I would call, like, dainty or frail, but she just looks really, like, strong acrobatic kind of tightrope walker but she's really girly like she has there's just whenever you see her she has like little stars in her hair and she puts her hair in little buns and she's playing with princess dolls and she has this kind of cool circus like look to her with the pink a lot of pink in the tutu but um super strong I think she pinned a guy down with her thigh muscles alone. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a certain innocence to the character. She's um, like maybe she's not fully um, perceiving, you know, she, what's going on around her. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And I, I just think thought she was brainwashed. I think she was innocent yeah. and just kind of brainwashed. I wouldn't really. I mean, she grew up on a, in a circus, walking on a tightrope. She might have fallen on her head a bunch of times. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, I'm just saying that she is very susceptible. Origin story. Very susceptible. <laughs> what the heck? 
susceptible to this guy, and she she didn't seem to think anything that he was doing was wrong. No, even to the point, the thing that finally sent her off when she when she disappears for part of the movie was not, oh, this guy is really hurting me. You need to save me. The 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 person that they had captured. It was, by the way, he might not actually love you. Well, I mean, uh, he wasn't physically hurting her or anything. No, no, no. Oh, no he's talking mentally. about he's talking about the CEO. I'm talking about the CEO. Oh, saying, the CEO. Like, you need to help me, but that wasn't. She's kind of tuning him out. Yeah, well, but that's because she was brainwashed to believe that he'll do <clears throat> anything in mind tricks to get her to do whatever he wants. So she was trying. I don't think the fact that she's trying to be mean for that she didn't. She's brainwashed. She thought that I don't think she was brainwashed. I think she was just willing to do whatever she whatever. He yeah. said they should do because she loved him. She was blindly in love, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but she's crying because she said she was scared about the whole alien thing. No. And then also she, like, I mean... Well, there were moments. There were moments, especially during some of the torture scenes, and even at the very beginning of the film, when uh, when when with the attempted capture, where she just has this look in her eyes like, like am I really doing this? You know, like a a brief glimpse of like, are we really gonna take this guy? <laughs> like, but then, but then it's that's almost like just overlaid immediately with okay, sure, whatever you want to do. You know, yeah. like we'll sand down yeah. his foot, get yeah. some sweet, sweet Benadryl on it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good. Were there any other movies that reminded you of in any way? I I kind of thought of the Fisher King. Oh okay. yeah, like what parts? Like, oh, the directing style or, like, the filter? The, like, fantasy oh, reality yeah. of the Yeah. Character. I haven't seen that movie before. You haven't? No. Oh, dude, Fisher King, man. Well, and, like, the rich guy versus the guy who's fallen down, maybe because of that rich guy. Oh, well, yeah. Because yeah. His, his family suffered because yeah. of the factory that the CEO worked at. Yeah. Wow, that's a really, yeah, that's a good comparison, That's the too. only thing that came to mind that was, well, I guess Fight Club 2, in the way that it's like, you're hmm. your own. It reminded me of Saw, but not because of, like, <laughs> not, not because of, like, the, you want to play a game or any of the tortures, the porn stuff, but, like, the part in the... The parking garage where they they take down the guy the first time. There's a part in Saw where with the parking garage and then being strapped into that chair, is things like that. People are being strapped everywhere and soft. Go <laughs> uh, no on. It wasn't. I mean, not nearly as good. I have yet to see this, a Saw movie. This movie is much better than Me Saw. Me too. I have yet to see a Saw. I, I see. Yeah. I I consider the first I... Saw to be enjoyable because mm-hmm. it seemed kind of. Uh, creative although the the very <laughs> the very last line of the movie almost ruined it for me but it's fine i haven't watched any of the, or no i have seen a couple of the sequels and they're just they're just bad news so yeah but that's uh, to avoid yeah and this movie's much uh, uh, save the green planet is much better than any of the sauce <laughs> i was wondering if he the the guy who made those uh, had like seen this movie and and a bunch of the other things that would have influenced him to make to come up with saw in the first place there was that little um that little usual suspects moment too mm-hmm. that they threw in where it was like kaiser so sick Right. You know, I just noticed that's interesting about this movie is, you know, when you watch a lot of horror films and you know about someone that's being kept captive, you think, where are they going to the bathroom? How are they eating? This actually, there's no, like, that couldn't happen. It's like, this 
could happen. This person, like, the way that he made a special chair that's kind of like a toilet on the bottom, and then it has a special spring so he can feed himself, but only, like, what... Has like a pin that holds both the hands down on this chair. Mm-hmm. But when he wants him to drink, remember he just pulls the pin and the guy can like drink something, puts it down, puts the pin so it's still yeah. down. Um, you could tell like he, you see him sleep there. You see that he's can function there for like God. I, he could have kept him there forever. If he see him pee for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how he's just kind of reminiscing, like like staring off in the distance, and he's just like he. I'm having a flashback. Five minutes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the other day. Yeah, I think it was a little realistic. Maybe that's why I was uncomfortable because yeah. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in a yeah. torture chamber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't set in some silly area where like, oh, well, that place would exist. It's like really like, oh, it used it used to be a bathhouse. And he built like all like what a house on top of it that used to be for like miners. So it has all this tiling floor. It's like underground. There's like all these trap doors to it. You don't even know how exactly they're connected. It's like he built all these little areas, so he made it function just for this purpose. It's not like mm-hmm. like how would they find a building that did this? Well, it's yeah, like explains that yeah. he did it himself. Five years, yeah. yeah. And um, all these different functions on it, like he just like is crazy and great. He thought of everything, kind of. Is there anything else that you you felt was yeah? Well, what Joel mentioning? Yeah, I was going to ask what was your favorite moment in the movie. If you could pick oh, one. What's your least favorite? My oh. favorite part was when we saw that lady's butt. No, I, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't like to do that with movies I just saw. Pick out a favorite part. Okay, that's fine. Right? That's fine. Least favorite part? Yeah, your least. Now I want to talk about the archetypes of characters inside the movie. I want to talk about the that detective guy, the one that was like the old school detective that the younger detective was like, idolizing, oh, yeah, idolizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's like... In every movie that there's a cop, right? Mm-hmm. In uh, at least in the, I don't know specifically South Korean movies. I mean, I, I like those guys. Why? <laughs> Do you like the, the seasoned, the seasoned, uh, a grizzled cop? Is that one of your favorite? Your favorite? Uh, you don't cop no procedural? Guff. Yeah, man. Keep your guff over there. That's right. He has an, has an ethics. He's got he's got a code he lives by. Even when you know the law doesn't work for him, you know he's always working for the law. He's working for a fish place. Yeah, well, <laughs> but on, but part time, man, part time. He's got his laptop and he's still looking up the case and he's he's clicking the mouse with the with the dead fish, just you know to make those bucks. But he's still he's still a cop at heart, man. He's got I don't he's think got it's a about yeah. money. It's just that he came into habit. Yeah, and he got. Basically, the old cop got busted, for, got framed for something, but he still just wants to keep on, like, trying, I guess, maybe trying to bring his honor back, but still at the same time, like, kind of lost his faith in the law. Yeah, and it's not really fleshed out. That's what what I got from it, because they mm-hmm. said a lot of stuff happened to him. Yeah. That was busted, and then the other guy, I guess, was some prodigy, like, got <laughs> out of school, like, he had a lot of... Potential and was had a very sharp mind, and everyone's all, oh, the prodigy. Oh, he's so, 
He's just, look, look at him, everyone. I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah, the, kind the, of a thing. The ability to stare blankly at a whiteboard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that guy, when he was down in the torture chamber, it was like, um, nobody even knows. They they think they've already got their guy. If I were him, I would be like, God damn it, why did I even yeah. pursue this? <laughs> but he's still kind of naive, though, and young, like, so he hasn't really done much. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, that's a lot of people disappearing from this one area. And plus, was is, you know, the, by the way, there's a lot of, um, I don't know how this dog isn't, like, so fat. Because mm. mm. there is a scene, this, well, I guess we already spoiled enough, mm-hmm. but uh, this dog's being fed a lot of bodies. And I'm like, I don't know how this dog is not, like... Just so I can't believe the dog still wants them. They certainly be sick. I don't think you could just feed it an animal. Human human remains. Yeah, but like there was a whole skull in there, so he ate a whole human. The I don't think a dog really would. Aaron, you want to feed some people to humans later? <laughs> no, I, um, I was gonna say something, but then I was like, Nah, I don't want to come off creepy right now. <laughs> What? Aaron, this is this is well, a, you know, this is the podcast. Uh, this is your medium. So let's well, let's, right. hear, let's well, hear well officer. <laughs> I'll just directly talk to the cops on this one. Just one more. <laughs> just one more thing. Well, that's I mean that's that's why like mafia people probably have like pig farms, right? It's, right, but pigs are different than dogs. I well, mean, yeah, dogs are the those domesticated pet animals that you have to feed a specific thing, or else they throw up all over my rug. Anyway. Uh, and it, it, like people, people but, aren't like processed like animal meat either. Like cows aren't like yeah. You could talk about how cows aren't healthy to eat, anyways. But compared to what a human is eating, and then you eat a human, just think yeah, about the quality. Yeah, I see what there. you're saying. That yeah, that dog. But right? I mean, I think it would because I mean, dogs are kind of known for tearing people apart too. Yeah, cats too. Cats? Could have been some cats. I've never heard of a cat dying in a Have you never heard about like the old lady that dies in her apartment? And That's then, already oh. dead. I'm talking about like oh, a live person. Yeah, a live person. I know, Pascal's looking at me kind of weird. <laughs> I would, if any cat would do it, it'd be Pascal. <laughs> He's got some steak sauce. <laughs> little Sweeney Todd over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I so, think it looks like. <laughs> what archetype did the trapeze artist play for you, <laughs> Damsel. She wasn't really. I mean, that that was more like a stereotype, like the 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 buff woman who isn't too bright, but like I I don't know. She's kind of like, heart, Joel. I feel like she's kind of heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's like an innocent soul. You yeah. Know? yeah. She's, she's like a Lenny. You know, she. <laughs> a she Lenny. Yeah, she can't help crushing those little rabbits' heads. That's right. <laughs> In America, I feel like she'd be the butt of the joke, or she'd be like farting. Uh, yeah, like every time she landed after doing an acrobatic slip, there'd be a large fart noise going on. I agree with you. You just it's made so me think. Weird. You made me think about like Nacho Libre. Like, yeah, she is kind of like the Nacho, like the she's. Well, not she, I think he's she's not the hero. Yeah. No, I'm talking. Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> As far as a bigger person lumbering, like, she's not the winner. She's, she's like, the loser. Oh, 
I said that hero. Hero. I need a hero. She's not the main focus of the movie. Like (laughs) you know, not Nacho Libres, Libres, and our Paul Blarts, and you know, it's not. Yeah. Anyway. Our Paul Blart. But I you say, you say fart joke like like <laughs> like uh, other countries are above putting fart jokes in their movies. I'll tell you something. I don't. Uh, what's it? What I mean? Are you defending the American fart? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that what you're let's doing, Joel? Get our minds back. This to country the was built <laughs> built on a pyramid of beans. <laughs> I don't know what to think of what you just said. Uh, <laughs> listen, I I use Letterbox, and one of my tags you can like tag a movie if you're specifically looking for movies that have a certain thing in it. Like usually my tags are I watched it with this person and I watched it on this medium, but I do have a special tag for fart jokes yeah. because awesome. it just doesn't. I don't see them that often, so when it when I do. But- in a movie, like, because I'm not watching comedies, you know, I I, I, I rarely watch comedies. So when a, something like somebody does fart in a movie, I'm like, yeah, they're there type was, that up. That was a fart part in the movie. It's there when was? it shows the yeah, the circus, and that guy throws baby powder on his ass and farts. Oh, that's right. And you see it hit the guy in the face, and then everyone laughs. There and was a like, fart scene, and now the tightrope walker. Yeah. <laughs> nice transition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that didn't happen, dude. That was right before she fell. That was right before she fell off the, the, the high wire. I think I was like... Were you, were you so mesmerized by all the torture? I was pondering the meaning of life or something. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, I know we talk about we talk about torture a lot in this movie, but it's really not that graphic. No, it's, I, it doesn't show meat being torn. It doesn't show blades going yes, into anything. It's not torture porn like no. that. But, but it is... It's graphic in the sense that it is violent, and the things yeah. that you assume are happening are pretty horrific. Like, I almost think it's worse than, like, that part where he freaks out when she's ironing the doll clothes, and they both go upstairs, and then he runs downstairs, and you know what he's doing. Yeah. Because you hear the guy screaming. It's worse that you don't see him doing it, I yeah. think. Because you're later, later on, you just see two iron marks on the guy's chest. <laughs> Mm, gave him a little bikini yeah. imprint there. Looking yeah. real good for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the ending of the movie. So let's let's do a little spoiler warning here. If you don't want to hear uh well actually before that, let's let's do this uh this last thing and then we'll talk about the spoilers at the end of the show. Um uh, you guys I imagine we all would recommend this to other people. Oh, yeah. I know you two would. Yeah, yeah. I Sarah, would it, like, let's say your aunt was asking you, should she watch this? Yeah, I'd recommend it. I, I wouldn't recommend it to, like, my mom. No. But I'd recommend it to, like, my friends or my aunt or something. Yeah. If somebody said, oh, have you heard of this movie, Save the Last Planet? Or Save the Last, Save the Green Planet, Save the Last Dance. <laughs> Save the Last Dance Planet. Save the green planet. <laughs> I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'll, so, yeah. I'll have you know there's a Blu-ray of that movie right back there. Uh, awesome. I need looks. 
Yeah, if somebody was like, oh, should I watch this movie, Save the Green Planet? I just picked it up. I would, if someone like was asking me, hey, what movie should I watch? I like sci-fi. I'm like, well, you know, I have a podcast. Oh, you know what? Mm -hmm. You should watch Save the Green Planet. You should watch Fateful Five. In my my opinion, (laughs) this whole movie's premise was riding on the idea that this guy could be an alien. I feel like this is borderline science fiction for me. For me, because we talked about that in one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. I think it was LFO or something. Yeah. Yeah. This movie reminded me of LFO. Yeah. Because you're like, is this all in this guy's mind? Yep. Because that's another movie with like horrifying things going on, but it's also kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. Some some of the things. Very cartoonish. And and low budget. Watch that movie, LFO. Aaron, make you watch it? No. You should watch I don't, it. I don't make him watch. Aaron, <laughs> I don't make me watch anything. Aaron, force your wife to watch movies. I do what I want. <laughs> Parts per billion. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I love her, Joel. I would never show her that movie. Uh, a message of love out to the cosmos. <laughs> so you should definitely watch this movie. Uh, be, before we go into spoilers, I just want to say I've been forgetting the last couple times to do this. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Outer Space Pod. Uh, if you want to send an email with any suggestions, obviously we take suggestions. Or if you want to make any comments about uh, Aaron's masculine voice or uh, why, thank you, Sarah's non-masculine voice. Uh, what's not feminine? Okay, uh, <laughs> you can send it at uh, please don't podcast at gmail dot com. Okay, so the spoiler. The ending of the movie goes on too long. <laughs> well, I think the movie on a whole kind of goes on too long. Like uh, that's we were talking about the detective stuff earlier. I would have liked to spend a little more time with the detectives instead of so much time with maybe him, uh, crazy boy, trying to work things out. Mm-hmm. But the yeah, uh, the I don't like the ending. Like you were right when you said when he gets sucked up by the mothership at the end, that's yeah. where they should have cut it. Yeah, it's just that would have just been perfectly fine. I would have been this movie's awesome, but I mean, it doesn't for me. It doesn't ruin the movie because in my mind, I could just say like that was the end. I'm not gonna bother with the rest. It's still yeah, it's not ruined. Yeah, yeah, it's not ruined, but it does go on a little too far. I think in that way, it kind of reminded me of uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Because in safety not guaranteed, he's saying, "Are you guys at all interested <laughs> in seeing s- that movie?" Spoilers! I haven't movie. seen it <laughs> in this let's, podcast. It's all good. Let's, it's stick, all good. let's stick with the spoilers for this movie. Anyway, something science. I have something happens. I could say about that movie, okay. but <laughs> if we're just sticking to this, I won't. <laughs> that could end up on this podcast. Safety not guaranteed. Yeah, it's definitely science fiction. You and I have both seen it. I know. And we both have different opinions about it. It's like it, it goes off and it has this great way you think ending and then it kind of trails a bit on how much further that ending is going to go. But it's like you if you cut it at this certain part when you get sucked up, you would have already assumed everything that they filmed after that point. So just that's my only beef really with the movie. I think it's a really fun movie. Um, I don't think it's, uh, I I don't know, like it's, it's, I would watch it with a lot of people. I think it's fun. 
I don't know about alone. How how great of a time you're gonna have sitting all by yourself watching it. The end is a little depressing. Yeah, I feel like the end is such a downer. I don't know if I would want like a, a big group of friends. I think that we did it right with the four of us, so that we could talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, well, I mean, the first time I saw it was the group people, and it kind of made it better. Well, I don't like those people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I think, I think the movie relies a lot on on shock value of things. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that to cheapen the experience. Yeah. I'm just saying that it, why it'd be fun to see it with a group is just because how shocking things can get, and really? seeing your friends' reactions. Oh, are just yeah. saying yeah. your friends react to yeah. the atmosphere. I yeah. thought you meant that there was just like cheap scares. Oh no, 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 I, no! I, was, I wasn't trying to cheapen the experience. I'm just saying that it relies a lot on you know. But you know, there's interesting ways some of these tortures I haven't seen in any other movie. There's. I don't even know how this guy came up with some of the torturous ways. Do you like horror movies? I love horror movies, but I do not like gore. And I don't like torture porn, but I love horror films. And this is one where it has, it gets you very interested. You do get sucked into it pretty easy. Um, it has very interesting elements in, in it. And he has all these torture gadgets that he built, and everything looks very homemade. But at the same time, you're like... Why would you do that? Like, there's one where he takes a steam cleaner and kind of <laughs> lubes it up. <laughs> and you kind of get an idea that goes up somebody something by the very phallic shape of the tip <laughs> of it. What do you mean? <laughs> I thought I it was going to go in his nose. No. he got, And he said that this was, he was going to destroy his... Uh, intestinal track with it. Yeah, you can reach that if it's long enough. I mean, cool. Yeah, it's this big long <laughs> pipe and steam comes out of it and you're like, why? Yeah, clear your sinuses up. <laughs> no, but when you think about having someone's like, why would you go through the trouble of molding this mouth into this shape? And that's the way. Cray, cray. I know that, but even for a crazy person, there has to be at least some crazy reason why. Aaron, Aaron, as a crazy person, well, oh, well, as a crazy person, yeah, I'm more of the the tinfoil hat kind of crazy person <laughs> as opposed to the uh, <laughs> the <steam> cleaner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm more of the government is coming to get me kind of crazy person. I guess I'm more the zombie apocalypse crazy. survivalist. Survivalist. Knitting. So rules to live by from this <laughs> word. Oh, there's a, there was a, another one. One more thing I wanted to talk about, which was that um, the ending of the movie. He, the prince, is on the spaceship. The CEO is actually the prince, and he. They show that this experiment failed. This experiment failed. There's still four thousand blah 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 other experiments going on. And he decides to cancel the program, so which essentially destroys the planet. Do you think that if he had not been put through this terrible situation with the torture and everything like that, he would have done that? I don't think so. I think he probably would have let the Earth survive, in all, in all honesty. I think that he would have let the experiments continue to see if uh, humanity would, would make that final change from being... Uh, aggressors to to seeking peace. No, I don't think so because it showed before what he was doing was that there's a scene like I don't know if you guys got there's um you could see that he was I guess 
I guess there's a little bit, I don't know if this is the way it's supposed to come, but I, I got the feeling that he was bumping off people, like kind of like a mafia type style. And uh, he was having affairs with it, with all these different women and then just doing horrible things. I think he didn't care about mm. any whatsoever. I thought that was just setting up that he was supposed to be a person like I see one of the what you would imagine a, a typical evil CEO would be like. Not not necessarily that that was his personality type. Uh, I think that I don't think he would have. I, I don't know. I, I would. I imagine he he was like playing a role. Now, whether or not he had become the role that he was pretending to be, I, I can't tell. But I honestly think that if that guy had not taken him and tortured him trying to save the Earth, that he would have... I mean, they spent millions and millions of years on this, and only a couple of them, the experiments had failed. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... I don't know. That's I, I don't think that he would have... He just treated... At least, I don't think that he had any faith in this project going any further. Because if he did, then there wouldn't be a whole meetup or anything in him, because it was already going to be a go. And the reason why that the main character wanted to capture the CEO to stop the This meetup from happening. Yeah, this meetup from happening. That does make sense a yeah. little bit, too. I think we better wrap it up, because Aaron <laughs> looks like he's going to die. <laughs> Yeah. I'm getting a little sleepy. I'm afraid. I'm a few. I'm a few. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a few Coca Colas in. So what? <laughs> what were the lessons? You guys could stay here tonight. If what you were the to. lessons from this week's movie? Uh, that number one. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. What, do you, what do you got? Uh, Humanity's pretty freaking scary, and it, it's pretty like it's almost like we're our own worst enemy. That's good. Okay, number two, Aaron. Uh. Common, uh, common rollerball uh, type items can break up the immune system of aliens. Okay, number three, Sarah. <laughs> mm, even if you're really rich, you aren't safe in a parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> and number four, no matter how smart you are. Do not invite a detective into your house unless you've got a lot of bees. <laughs> uh, oh, well, you know what? Before we sign off, I can't or, even do this. I should have done this before, and I apologize. To And nobody's going to know what this movie is because I'm sure everybody has stopped listening to the podcast by now. But we got an email. Oh, we got an email? We got an email. Whoa. A different one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. 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 Hi, email. Hi, hi email. Anyway, it's it's from a, a special uh, person, special listener, who told me to do a movie, and I told him, you need to write an email, and so he did. <laughs> an email from William, a uh, movie suggestion. He says in the email, hi, do predestination, and then he's got an IMD, uh, DMV link. IMDb. DMV. He's got a DMV link. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Predestination is going to be the new movie we're going to do next week. Predestination is the new destination of the DMV. That is the that is incorrect, but we're going to watch it anyways. You made it sound so believable. <laughs> yeah. She's like, been practicing all day. Okay. So, until next week, it was great talking to y'all. Even though you're not talking back, I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll see you next week. Bye. Please take care of Earth. Bye. Bye-bye.
Bye.